Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're gonna be talking about my week number 13 quarterback start or sit decisions for fantasy football in 2021. Inside today's video, we're gonna be going in depth into every single matchup from Thursday night football all the way until Monday night football, and I'll be telling you guys whether I believe you should start or sit the quarterbacks in every single matchup. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask if you are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video to please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2021 fantasy football championship and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure to hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm so that more beautiful people like yourself can see today's video I would also like to ask if you guys are on Twitter and would like to follow me on there to please do so at notorious fntsy the link to my Twitter is also down below in the video description so Without further ado, let's get into my week number 13 quarterback start or sit decisions. We begin with the Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints for Thursday Night Football. In this game, it appears that Dak Prescott is going to be getting Amari Cooper back. Now, earlier on in the week, it seemed virtually impossible that Amari Cooper was going to play on Monday, on Tuesday. All of the reports are pointing towards it being CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup as the one-two punch of this wide receiver core in Dallas, but now we're sitting here on Wednesday, and Amari Cooper has been activated, so my assumption is that he is going to be good to go to play in this game. Now, the New Orleans Saints defense has been so up in the air all season long. They have some games where the Saints defense looks like one of the best defenses in the NFL, and then they have some down games where they don't look very good at all. This is going to be a very interesting test for the New Orleans Saints as they just got absolutely smoked by the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving last Thursday. So this will be very interesting to kind of see how the Saints are going to project going forward. Very interesting though that they're playing on Thursday two weeks in a row. I don't remember that happening recently. That's kind of shocking in my opinion, but hey, it is what it is for the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon who is going to be the starting quarterback that seems pretty up in the air right now it seems like Sean Payton who just paid Taysom Hill some fat fucking racks wants Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback but will Taysom Hill be healthy enough to be a go in this game is up in the air the game is tomorrow and I honestly don't think we're going to know who the starting quarterback is whether it's going to be Simeon or Taysom Hill up until you know right before the game when they have to release the actives and inactives so I do believe that the team does want Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback back, and I do believe that Taysom Hill has a lot of advantages in terms of fantasy football. He is far from an excellent passer, but that rushing upside does kind of elevate him to be an excellent start in a lot of scenarios, but going up against the Cowboys defense in a game where I'm unsure of his health, I would definitely rather sit him down on the bench, and if Trevor Simeon is the starter, he's an all-right NFL quarterback, but for fantasy football, he does nothing for me, so Trevor Simeon, as well as Taysom Hill, will be sits in this game, and then Dickie Dak Prescott will be a start, as I do believe he has top five upside on the week. Now we pivot to the Sunday slate, beginning with the New York football giants at the Miami Dolphins. After I already recorded the running back and the wide receiver start or sit video from yesterday, if you guys missed that, please make sure that you do check that out after today's video. But I did assume that Daniel Jones was going to be the starting quarterback because nothing really came out about that situation until yesterday. And it appears that they are going to potentially sit down Daniel Jones for multiple games. He's definitely missing this week, though, up against the Miami Dolphins, even if he was healthy in the alternate reality where Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback of the Giants. There is virtually no way I could talk myself into starting him. The Miami Dolphins defense, while on this win streak that they've been on, has been damn near unstoppable. 
So based upon what I just said, with me not feeling very comfortable with playing Daniel Jones, there's virtually no way that I'm playing Mike Big Neck Giraffe Man Mike Glennon. There is just no way. This guy is not very good. He's a backup quarterback going up against a defense that has looked amazing over the last couple of weeks. There's no way I want to be firing up Mike Glennon in this game. The Giants defense has looked good, so Tua Tungavailoa is not necessarily a guy that I would look at as a top 10, a top 12 quarterback of the week, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he he was a fringe top 12 guy, meaning he was like quarterback 12 or 11. The Giants defense has looked good, like I said, but Tua Tungavailoa has been on fire through the month of November, and I think he continues to look good in this game for their first game of December. I like him here up against the Giants as a reliable starter. It does appear, though, that Devontae Parker is going to be back, which gives me a little bit more confidence in starting Tua Tungavailoa in this matchup. Next up, we move to a matchup between the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. I will be starting Carson Wentz, and I do believe that Carson Wentz could be the number one quarterback on the week, but I am very nervous about this being a Jonathan Taylor game. Last week, going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it seemed virtually impossible that that was going to be a Jonathan Taylor game because this was going to be a close back-and-forth tit-for-tat affair between them and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are a very good team. They may be the best team in the National Football League right now, so it's not like the Indianapolis Colts were going to be able to just ground and pound them to death like is the potential this week up against the Houston Texans. So I will tell you to start Carson Wentz, but I am very nervous about the fact that Jonathan Taylor just takes over, catches fire in this game, runs for like three or four touchdowns, maybe doesn't run for three or four touchdowns, but gets like two touchdowns. And then the team scores three touchdowns total. They win the game like 24 to zero. It's not even a close matchup at all. And Carson Wentz has just one touchdown in the game. And then he severely disappoints you if you started him. But again, this is the Texans defense. This could easily be a blowout, so I think I definitely would still be looking to start Carson Wentz, but with just the understanding that things could go horribly wrong if this is a Jonathan Taylor game. For the Houston Texans, Tyrod Taylor did do his job in terms of fantasy last week up against the Jumbo Jets, though they did lose that game, but Tyrod Taylor was just fine for fantasy football this week going up against the Colts defense. That leaves far more to be desired, so there is no way I'm starting Tyrod Taylor in this matchup. Next up, we move to a matchup between the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. I personally love watching the Detroit Lions every week. I understand that they're a complete and utter fucking disaster offensively and defensively, but I always like watching because I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is the time that Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions win a game, and every week I try to talk myself into that narrative. Now, they're going to be without DeAndre Swift in this game, and it appears that that injury may be more severe. Maybe he misses over three games, and that sucks, obviously, if you have DeAndre Swift. But again, in terms of this game, I will always try to talk myself into the narrative where the Lions win this game. But in reality, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings will choke this one away. I think the Minnesota Vikings lay a smackdown WWE style on the Detroit Lions. And I expect Mr. You Like That, Kirk Cousins, to have a fantastic showing in this game last week. Up against the San Francisco 49ers, he wasn't amazing. But in terms of fantasy football, he was just about all right. He did, though, line up under the right guard instead of under the center at at the end of the game, I think that was either third or fourth down. I don't know what the hell Kirk Cousins was smoking before that game, but he had no idea what he was doing. But at the end of the day, I still believe Kirk Cousins is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. He's kind of underrated. And going up against the Detroit Lions, this is a smash matchup. It's a wet dream matchup for any quarterback going up against the Lions. So I love Kirk Cousins in this matchup for Jared Goff. 
I just don't trust the guy. I mean, what is the upside of Jared Goff? He's one of those quarterbacks. That's a statue. But Nick, so is Kirk Cousins. You don't see Kirk Cousins running the ball all the time. I understand that. But Kirk Cousins has actual weapons. He's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Adam Thielen. They don't have Dalvin Cook, but they have Alexander Madison. They have Tyler Conklin. They have KJ Osborne. They have these weapons to throw the ball to. The Detroit Lions' number one weapon is some guy that they just got last week in Josh Reynolds. They have Khalif Raymond. They have Amon Ross St. Brown. Sure, they have TJ Hawkinson, but nothing seems to ever be clicking for the Detroit Lions. I don't want anything to do with Jared Goff. Next game here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Jumbo Jets. And last week, Jalen Hurts basically bent you over a fucking table if you started him. And was it necessarily his fault that he played so bad in that game? Somewhat and somewhat you can just put the blame on the wide receivers because these motherfuckers were dropping passes that I could have made. Now, I understand if I was to go up against an NFL corner, I would probably get absolutely eviscerated, right? There is no way that I would make that catch, but I know every single person at home, especially Eagles fans watching that game up against the Giants, they were like, man, I could have fucking made that catch. Jalen Rager needs to be left in New York. That's how bad things were for the Philadelphia Eagles in that game, but Jalen Hurts always has the upside that even if he has a shitty day passing the ball, he has that upside of rushing the football for 50, 60, 70, 80 yards and maybe a touchdown or two this matchup is very soft it is soft as baby shit up against the jumbo jets so i expect jalen hurts to bounce back in a big way this week for the jets now last week i proclaimed that zach wilson was not a downgrade from magic mike white josh johnson or joe flacco and i understand that he beat the houston texans but it wasn't really him he didn't have all that good of a game at all i didn't think zach wilson impressed me at all and what should have been a very very easy matchup for him. And that concerns me. Now, do I think that Zach Wilson is a bust? I say this in basically every quarterback video. When we talk about Zach Wilson, no, I don't think he's a bust, but I do worry about the fact that if I'm being honest with you, in terms of the wide receiver options, like I would be way more comfortable starting Elijah Moore if Cool Joe Flacco or Josh Johnson or Magic Mike White was the quarterback in this game. Zach Wilson is not a guy that I'm looking to start in fantasy. I do think he will make improvements as the year goes along. He missed a lot of this season, very similar to Tua Tungavailoa last year, where the guy is not playing at the beginning of the year, and then he kind of play some good games, then they're benching them, and people start calling the guy shit. At the end of the day, Zach Wilson has only played a couple of games in the NFL, so I don't think we should rule him out as just being a bad quarterback, but hey, some people are very quick to judge, so in terms of Zach Wilson, I'm definitely sitting him this week, and I am very comfortable starting Jalen Hurts with a bounce-back performance this week up against the Jets. Next matchup here, we got a game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago, Chicago Bears, but before we break this game down in terms of the quarterback position, I would like to ask if if you have ended up enjoying thus far, to please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below, as well as hitting that like button. It would help me out a ton. I would greatly appreciate it. So the Cardinals at the Chicago Bears. For the Bears, I probably should have put Justin Fields on this graphic. While I thought there was virtually no chance that he could play this week, it seems like maybe the Bears are pushing for him to play in this game. So I think either way, though, whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, I just don't want to start them in terms of fantasy football. This matchup up against the Cardinals defense is going to be tough for either of them. So I don't really want anything to do with the Bears quarterbacks in this game. For the Arizona Cardinals, if it is Kyler Murray, I'm going to play him. The guy's been banged up 
for some time coming back potentially this week up against the Chicago Bears I believe he plays in this game the Bears defense is not the Bears defense of the last couple of years I think the short king himself Kyler Murray Mr. 5-9 could easily torch the Bears defense in this game and it appears that DeAndre Hopkins is also going to be back this week so Kyler Murray returns as does his number one weapon I love this matchup up against the Chicago Bears for Kyler as well as D-Hop and again I do feel very comfortable saying that I think Kyler Murray is going to play this week with the potential to be the number one quarterback on the week. Next up, we got the LA Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Chargers have been quite confusing over the last two weeks because last week, the Chargers, that offense, didn't look very good up against the Denver Broncos who got rid of their main piece on the defense in Von Miller. That Broncos defense hasn't been all that amazing since the beginning of the season when they had all of those soft serve cupcake matchups up against like the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Giants. But at the same time, the Chargers, the week prior to last week, absolutely fucking torched the Steelers on, I think that was Sunday Night Football. So what are the Chargers? They're going up against the Bengals. The Bengals just eviscerated the Steelers. This is going to be a very fun game between the quote-unquote two premier quarterbacks of the 2020 NFL Draft, you know, because a lot of people like to discredit my main man, Tua. But at the end of the day, Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow, there should be fireworks in this game as long as the Chargers are able to play well. Now, the AFC as a whole has been just so confusing. We've seen the Bengals atop the AFC. I'm pretty sure earlier on the season, the Chargers were the number one team in the AFC. So things are just flying all around. There, to me, is no clear number one team in the AFC. It's probably going to end up being the Patriots, though like it always fucking is, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to be firing up Justin Herbert, the pervert, with those weapons in LA, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, Donald Parham, Austin Eckler, and friends for the LA Chargers, and then the Bengals, Mr. T. Higgins really lighted up last week, a lot of people were quick to dismiss the guy, and I kind of was too, I was so sick and tired of the guy getting like 13 points a game, that just doesn't do anything for me, obviously it's 13 points, could be much worse, but it's not very exciting, but maybe now he is just firing at all cylinders. I like Joe Burrow as well as Justin Herbert, the pervert, in this game. And what I hope to be a very high-scoring matchup, even though for some reason the Bengals' defense does seem very enticing this week because maybe the Chargers choke big time, kind of like they did last week. Next up, we move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. And based upon how Matt Ryan is playing, has been playing as of recently, there is virtually no reason to start him. Earlier on in the season, he wasn't good at all. Then he showed some flashes of being good. And then recently, he has been down in the dumps, down tremendous. And there's no way I want to start him up against a Bucks defense that is relatively solid. So Matt Ryan will be riding the pine in this matchup. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Last week, Uncle Leonard Fournette up against the Indianapolis Colts scored not one, not two, not three, but four fucking touchdowns in that game. And what that's going to do is severely limit the upside of the quarterback because when the running back scores four fucking touchdowns, it's not like they're going to hang eight total touchdowns on the Indianapolis Colts, right? And Tom Brady could have four passing touchdowns. That's just not going to happen this week up against the Atlanta Falcons. It could entirely be the Uncle Lenny show, but it could also be the Tampa Bay Tom Brady show as that man owns the Atlanta Falcons franchise. So I expect a solid showing, maybe even the number one showing out of Tampa Bay Tom Brady this week. Next up, we pivot to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the LA Rams. And a lot of people are probably pissed, rightfully so, at Matthew Stafford. 
because as of recently, Matthew Stafford has been playing very sluggishly. It's like it's been a throwback to Detroit. Now, he was good in Detroit, but just a throwback feeling to the Rams just being absolute shit to how the Lions were for all those years with Matthew Stafford. But this week, they get the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, I discussed how maybe that was a get-right game up against the Green Bay Packers. They ultimately lose to the Packers, but the team does play quite well. We saw Odell Beckham Jr. have a great game there. The offense was at least awake in that game, and I think they stomp out the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I expect Matthew Stafford to have top five potential in this game. Next up, we move to the Washington football team at the loss. Vegas Raiders, the Washington football team coming off of a what should have been a convincing win, but a very close win, I guess, technically at the end of the game based on the score up against the Seattle Seahawks. The Raiders coming off of that W up against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Taylor Heineke as well as Derek Carr are both quarterbacks I would be looking to start this week. Now for the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr is likely to be without Darren Waller, his technical number one option besides Hunter Renfro on the team, which sucks for Carr, but I think he'll be just fine with Foster Murrow out there. Now, could Waller play? Definitely, but it does seem kind of out there, like out of the ordinary if he did end up playing, so I do expect them to be without Darren Waller in this game, but I still like Derek Carr up against the Washington football team. Defense for the Washington football team, they're going up against the Raiders, who were just in a very high-scoring game up against the Dallas Cowboys last Thursday, and I do expect the Washington football team to be able to score a decent amount of points in this game. The question is, how much running are they going to do? Because if they hand the ball off to Antonio Gibson 25 fucking times in this game, then maybe Heineken he won't have all that amazing of a showing, but I am very interested in this matchup, potentially being a shootout, a very high-scoring back-and-forth affair, so I'm firing up Mr. Heineke as well as Derek Carr. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Big Ben Roethlisberger appears to be on a clear path, not to the top, but to the fucking retirement home. This guy looked putrid last week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm talking about this man looked atrocious, like they should have thrown fucking Mason Rudolph into the game. That's how bad it was up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Picks left and right. The Bengals completely and utterly dominated the Steelers in that matchup. This week, they get the Ravens, and I don't think things are going to get much better for Big Ben. I don't expect him to be very fantasy viable in this matchup, and I expect the Ravens to roll the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lamar Jackson struggled mightily last week up against the Cleveland Browns, and that may even be an understatement. He was also, just like Big Ben, throwing picks left and right, but Lamar Jackson, I just still feel comfortable starting him, right? He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He has all of that rushing upside that can mitigate a really bad day passing, so I do expect him to put on a, sho a solid showing up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in what should be a humongous bounce-back game. Next up, we move to the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks, and I will reluctantly tell you to start Russell Wilson. Last week in that game, he did much better than I thought he did than I thought he would up against the Washington football team. I really expected Russell Wilson to still look very sluggish. Now, he didn't look very sluggish. He still looked sluggish, but it wasn't as bad as the weeks prior, and maybe Russell Wilson is getting more and more healthy as the weeks go on. Now, for some reason, Russell Wilson hates DK Metcalf. He is just not throwing him the ball. And in yesterday's wide receiver start or sit video that I talked about earlier on in the video, 
I talked about how I don't want to start DK Metcalf this week. Now, I understand in a lot of scenarios, it's impossible to sit down a guy that you know is probably a top 12 talent-wise receiver in the National Football League. I mean, the guy's just so fucking huge. He could catch a ball anytime it gets anywhere near him, but Russell Wilson just isn't throwing the ball near him. He's not throwing the ball to him at all. Pretty sure he had just one catch last week. And that worries me. And it worries me for Russell Wilson as well because DK Metcalf is such a safe option, such a reliable option in the red zone. So Russell Wilson going up against the 49ers, I will start him, but I still don't love him because I'm still seeing the fact that he is clearly banged up with that mallet finger. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Guap, Jimmy G spot. There's a nice spot here up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now Elijah Mitchell has been absolutely taking over with the rushing attack. So Jimmy Garoppolo's upside is limited by the amount that the 49ers run the ball. But hey, I would still start Jimmy G up against a not-so-hot Seahawks defense. Next up, we move to Sunday night football between the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. In this game, I will be firing up Patrick Mahomes. Now, I understand that this has not been the premier Patrick Mahomes season, that he has struggled a lot this season. But as of recently, it seems like the Chiefs have caught fire, that the Chiefs have been reinvigorated, and the Chiefs are looking to go on a run down the stretch of the season. The Chiefs' defense has woke up, having a turnover in all of the last six games in terms of an interception. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to go here up against the Denver Broncos and stomp all over them. The Broncos are riding hot off of a win up against the Chargers, and I think Patrick Mahomes does very solid in this matchup. It's virtually impossible to sit down a quarterback with the skill set of Patrick Mahomes for the Denver Broncos. Teddy Two Gloves did end up getting banged up in that matchup up against the Chargers. He does go out of the game. Then you see Horsecock Drew Locke enter the game, and then Locke gets benched again for Teddy Bridgewater because Bridgewater was good to go back in the game after a short while. Going up against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, I just don't want to be starting Teddy Bridgewater. In reality, I said earlier on that this was going to be a stomping by the Chiefs. I actually think the Broncos keep it close, but I think the way that they keep it close is by that effective running attack with the one-two punch of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, so I don't like Teddy Two Gloves in this matchup. Final game here, we got Monday night football between the New England Deflatriots at the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Mac Jones, Mystic Mac, looked really good last week in that showing. Looks good the week prior in that game up against the Atlanta Falcons. Looks good last week up against the Tennessee Titans and has been an alright fantasy performer. But something you need to keep in mind is that Mac Jones is a really solid NFL quarterback. But in terms of fantasy football, besides the last two weeks, has not been all that productive because he needs to really put full all-gas type, no-breaks type of deal where he throws three touchdowns in a game to be very fantasy relevant because if not, he has virtually no rushing upside. And when they get on the one-yard line, it's not like fucking Tom Brady's there. They don't give him the QB sneak. They just hand it to Damian Harris or they hand the ball to Ramondre Stevenson. So Mac Jones' upside is limited by that, plus the fact that they're playing the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the best defenses in all of the National Football League. The Patriots, the same thing could be said about them, though. They do have one of the best defenses in the league. The thing, though, is that I think Josh Allen's rushing upside does, in a way, lessen the blow of the Patriots' defense. I don't love Josh Allen this week, though, and this matchup is a little bit scary, but I'm definitely going to be firing up Josh Allen, and I will look to sit Mr. Mystic Mac Jones, Mr. Mac 10 in this matchup. So thank you guys all so much for watching today's video. If you did end up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below as well as hitting that like button. I would appreciate it a ton. I love you guys all. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day, and as always, complete.